0: Welcome to the Inspirational Life Coaching Podcast with Mia's Laura, episode number 21. So today's podcast, it's going to be, uh, I hope it's going to be a relief for many of you, if not everyone. It is a message I really needed to hear about 20 years ago when I was trying to reconcile my life in yoga, which is supposed to be all about santosha, which is contentment, and my life as a life coach, where I really wanted to focus on helping people manifest a life for their dreams. They really need to be reconciled because they seemed to be opposing. So just trust me, even if you're not into yoga, this message could be the most important message you hear. So if you're ready, let's do this. Before we pop into today's topic, I want to encourage you, as always, to shoot me questions. I would love to answer your questions in a podcast. Leave me a message via the link in the show notes. You can actually leave me a voicemail, or you can DM me on Facebook or Instagram, where I tend to hang out. Or, Of course, you can find me on my website. So many ways to contact people nowadays, am I right? I did receive a question following last week's show on the three fundamentals for living a truly happy life. Now, this question comes from Carrie, and she wrote, I loved last week's show and got super excited about taking the next steps in my life. I feel a bit overwhelmed with each of the steps. Can you give me a good starting place? Absolutely. And I know I covered it in the episode, but I really didn't spend much time on it because yes, it's only three steps, but within each of the three steps, there is so much you can do, am I right? And that's why this is pretty much all I talk about all the things you can do within those three steps. The place to begin, of course, is step one, learn to love the life you're in, and what I recommend doing within that is really focusing on your self-care and deepening it, because your self-care is your energy. It's your fuel for taking the next step. It's what's going to make you feel like, yeah, I can do this, even if it's hard. So that's a really important thing to do. And I believe it was episode number four. I talked about, it's called self-care at the holidays, but it, it, it applies anywhere, any time of the year. And I talk about creating a daily, weekly, monthly, and I talk about this a lot because I think this is really important. Something you do every single day, at least once a day to help yourself fill up. Something a little bit more that you do once a week, maybe it takes a couple of hours. The daily could take maybe five minutes, right? Something super quick. The weekly takes a little bit more, like two or three hours. And then once a month, taking a day-long retreat. And maybe it's just an afternoon if that's all you feel you can do. But if you can do a whole day, do a whole day of things that just fill you up. That's it, just reading books, going for walks, going out to dinner, Um, not cleaning your house, cleaning your house if that fills you up, doing what helps you feel good. Because the more you take care of yourself, the more you are going to easily step into the next steps and to take your life to the next level. All right, Carrie, I hope this helps answer your question. And for anyone else who has one, please reach out. I would love to answer your questions on the show. All right, let's get into today's topic because it's such a good one. Oh, if you need to hear this message as much as I did, I am about to truly rock your world. If you didn't necessarily need to hear this message, I promise you it's still going to shift a little something inside of you, if not an entire paradigm. It's that good. How do you feel when you hear the word desire? And be honest with yourself. There is often a lot of shame and guilt that gets tied in with that word. We're supposed to be content with what we have, am I right? Well, I tell you, I grew up, well, did most of my formative years, shall we say, in the yoga realm. I met my teacher at 22, and I fell lock, stock, and barrel for the yogic lifestyle, and I still really believe in it, to be honest. I really I like the idea of not taking up a lot of the earth's resources and about being content with where I am and what I have. At the same time, I have another side of myself, the life-catching side, that has huge dreams and a huge vision for my life. And there's almost nothing I enjoy more than helping other people catch their vision and their dream and work their way towards it. And it felt like those two were mutually exclusive. I had to somehow reconcile it. I, just, I felt this internal struggle, almost a cognitive dissonance, to having both of them inside of me. Then I heard something that would change my life and change the foundation of my business forever. Are you ready? We are here on this earth to desire. How does it feel to even hear that? Now stick with me as we unpack this one a bit. Now all desire isn't necessarily good, of course, and I think we know when what we desire isn't good for us, Although I have a story to share with you in a little bit that might help you change your mind a little bit. But as a whole, we are supposed to desire more. And in fact, one of the roots of the word desire is desire, which means of the father, meaning our desires are coming from God the universe, I hire ourselves. However you see that, it's like this deeper thing that is pulling us forward, that is driving us forward. And I see that as our life's purpose. Somehow, some way, some way that we are supposed to be serving the world. We are here as spiritual beings having a human experience. And I hope we can agree on that. The spirit side of us is here to learn, to grow, and to evolve. Think of Earth and the human experience as a big school ground where we can learn more. But we can only do that by pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone. And we can't do that unless we're excited about something more. Having said that, I will say great challenges in our life, hardships, also can help us to grow as well. But we're looking at creating this on our own in a positive way, moving ourselves forward from a beautiful place. So desire is about learning and growing and expanding and fulfilling a purpose. And this is what's really crucial. It's not about finding happiness. Desire gets in the way and causes problems. If we're looking to use it, for outside ways to create happiness. And yes, that can lead to addictive behaviors, absolutely. But it can also lead to issues even when you're reaching for things that aren't obviously detrimental. So whenever you have those feelings of, I'll be happy when, I'll be happy when the semester is over, I'll be happy when summer starts, I'll be happy when the holidays are over, I'll be happy when the kids return to school, I'll be happy when the kids go to school, I'll be happy when, you know where I'm going, right? Then you're using desire in a negative way, no matter what you want, you won't find happiness with it. We've all experienced getting there wherever there is, and then saying, "Oh, we're still not happy, I guess it must be this that I'm reaching for, and there's something else out there, and you never find happiness because you're taking happiness outside of yourself. It's called the locust of control. It's outside of yourself. you're looking for other things outside of you to make you happy, and that needs to come. From the inside. So what our goal is, I love my life. I love where I am. I love being who I am. And I'm ready for more. Okay? And that more is a more authentic life. It's a a bigger life. And what I mean by that is sharing yourself even more with the world, however that looks. It doesn't have to be inspiring millions. It doesn't have to be being Mother Teresa or Oprah. It does mean living your purpose, and that might be being the most amazing parent in the world. It could be being the best neighbor or the best coworker. It doesn't have to be big in terms of huge houses, huge vacations, huge influence. It just has to be big for you. I hope that makes sense because that's that's probably the most common question I get around this, or I'm going to say objection. But Laura, I don't really want to be the next Mother Teresa. Absolutely. We've already had a Mother Teresa. You need to find your path. Okay, so I want desire to be the juice in life. Think about that. That's what gets you excited. I totally life, love the life I am. I really do. I sometimes look around me and I just think, pinch me, I love my home, it's getting even nicer during quarantine, we've really been upgrading it, Um, I'm happily married, I've got two amazing kiddos, and here's the thing, though, I also want to point out, my life is not perfect, in fact, far from it. Someday, when it's not quite so fresh, I will share some of the tribulations that have gone on in my life, and this past year has been an incredible struggle, as it has for many of us. For now, just trust me, I've had super rough patches, but I see those rough patches for what they are, helping me to learn something to make me even stronger. And I see that as contentment. I truly love where I am. I'm okay with the challenges I'm going through. I see them as lessons that I'm learning, and they're helping me to learn, right, so that I have more strength for whatever is coming next. So. I want you to think about your dream as something that's electrifying and exciting. So I want you to start exploring what you really want, and I want you to do it without judgment. Okay, so you you can be totally honest with yourself. I'm not gonna ask you to share this with anyone. I want you to look inside your heart, and I want you to really explore. Don't think it's too materialistic or it's too silly. I'm not saying go do it. I'm saying begin to open up and be honest with yourself about what it is you truly want and find out why. Now, I want to share with you a quick story. I share this one a lot, so you may have heard it if you've followed me for a while. It's such a great story, though. It bears repeating. So the story comes from a different coach, and she's working with a client for three months. Every time they met, she would say, what do you really want? And he kept responding, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. After three months in pure frustration, he he blurted, I want a sports car. But it just seems so materialistic. It can't be what I really want. And she, being the amazing life coach she is, said, well, you don't need to go buy it. Just go explore it. Go test drive a sports car. So he did. He came back the next week. And she said, so it happened? He said, you know, I don't really want to own a sports car. She said, okay, but what did you like? She said, he said, I really like to drive fast. I'm going to shorten the story for our purposes because you don't need to hear everything. He eventually became a NASCAR pit crew. And and he, he again said, but that's not quite it. And she said, But what did you like? And he said, You know, this is going to sound super weird. But at this point, he was finally comfortable enough with her to be totally honest and realize she wasn't going to judge him. He said, I like to stroke the car and touch it. He eventually became a world famous metal sculptor. How about that? But it was buried deep underneath years and years and years of people saying, You can't do that. You can't make money doing that. Art isn't a way. Um, to live, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All of those limitations. And once he's put on himself as well, I need a real job, blah, blah, blah. And the only access he had to his true desire was a sports car. But he judged the sports car desire and didn't even let himself open up to what that could mean. Do you see where I'm going? Start to research your desire, One of the things you can do is think about what you wanted to be when you were a little kid. Because when we're little kids, we're often much closer to our heart's desire. We don't have all the yeah, buts and limiting beliefs of adulthood to limit us. Now, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a spy. More specifically, I wanted to be James Bond. Now, when I started to unpack it a little bit and look at it, I thought, what is it about James Bond that I really like? And I was pretty sure it wasn't a license to kill. I realized it was all the travel he did. I love adventure. In fact, adventure is one of my core values. That's how important it is. When I don't have adventure, ugh, I just feel a little bit lost. So I added travel to my work. That's when I started leading retreats. All around the world and it made such a difference for me just realizing that if I hadn't unpacked why do I want to be a spy and between you and me I did the spy training until I was a senior in college that was my intention it went on for a long time I wouldn't have been able to uncover exactly what it is that I wanted so are you ready to explore without judgment think of it as research Now. I would really love to hear what you find out. If you'd be willing, I would love it if you popped into the Facebook group and the link will be in the show notes, but it's Ignite Your Life with Muse Laura, Life Coaching for Women out on Facebook. Um, I would love to hear it or you can message me because I want to be able to cheer with you. I want you to be excited and have other people support you in that excitement. Now I hope this episode helped free your heart around what you desire because I want you to let your heart soar. I hope this helps inspire you to ignite your life because you know what? Life is meant to be extraordinary. Today's wellness tip is going to power up your smoothies. So let's talk antioxidants as a way of introducing what I'm gonna share with you. If you're not familiar with what they are, here's a really quick tutorial. So in our body, we have free radicals. They're not good. Free radicals are basically the body rusting on the inside. It's like a a byproduct of living like exhaust out of your car. And this rust breaks off and is in our bloodstream and it wreaks havoc in our body. Basically, it keeps the body from communicating in a healthy way with the rest of the body, which can lead to things like certain diseases, age-related health risks, brain aging, Alzheimer's disease, as well as inflammation and other degenerative diseases. Free radicals, not good. And you also have more free radicals if you're exposed to stress, if you're exposed to toxins, which, by the way, we all are on some level, and also if you eat any kind of processed foods. Now, I'm guessing at least one of those is true, if not all three. You know you've got free radicals. We all do. Getting rid of them is a good thing. In come fruits. Fruits, a lot of fruits, not all of them, but a lot of fruits are really good sources of antioxidants. In particular, wild blueberries. So if you've heard about the craze around wild blueberries, this is it. Wild blueberries have between two and three times the antioxidant power of regular blueberries, and regular blueberries are pretty good as well. And wild blueberries are pretty common in your freezer section, so it's easy to grab them pop them into smoothies. We also use them in power bowls. So, you know, bowl of yogurt or a bowl of oatmeal. And we stick some frozen, still frozen, blueberries right on top, maybe some frozen raspberries, a little sprinkle of hemp seeds. So good and so good for you. So wild blueberries, lots of antioxidants. It's a good thing.